Welcome back, guys. Here we are doing a, a podcast video series. You get the podcast on uh, the Google Podcast Store, or iTunes, uh, also be on Facebook Live. And we have the long-awaited privilege of talking with uh, two missionaries that we love at Sovereign Hope Church, and that is Elio and Matt. Um, Matt, we actually met uh, when he was working at a church up in Kalispell in Montana, and that led us to Elio. And both of you guys have been with us here in Missoula at Sovereign Hope. And so um, I just wanted to share this text with us as we start, um, because I know one of the things that we've had a lot of members during this time ask, knowing, seeing Italy on the news and all of that, they're, they're concerned, how are you guys? And um, in one sense, uh, we've been trying to get a hold of each other in email, and you guys didn't email at first. And I know it's because you guys are caring for people and you guys um, are doing the Lord's work there. And so it was encouraging for me. And I thought of First Thessalonians 1 says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before God and our God and Father, your work of labor and of love and of steadfastness and of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. We know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. And so just this wonderful, sweet encouragement we have um, from churches in different contexts and different places and different cultures. And yet here at this unique time, we see in a lot of ways, the global church is being afflicted by, by similar things. And so being able to share one another's burdens are, are such a gift that God's given to us. And so um, just really quickly before we get into the first question, I'll have each of you just introduce yourself, um, give us a, a glimpse into your family, and then uh, we'll, we'll start plowing through the questions. All right, my, my name is Matt Swanevelt, and uh, with Elio, I live in Trieste, Italy, which is in the northeast corner. And I have my wife's name is Barbara, and we have three children. Our eldest, Simone, uh, who is 15, Zoe, our only daughter, who is 11, and uh, oh, sorry, 12, and uh, my youngest son, who is nine, named Stefano. Uh I'm Elio. Uh, I'm 100% Italian, so sorry for my English. Uh, that's so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry for my Italian. <laughs> my English is bad, so uh, don't expect me to talk like Matt. <laughs> uh, I live here in Trieste with my wife, Nicoletta, and two kids, two boys. One is uh, almost 12. Uh, Christopher, and the other one is uh, 11, Gabriel. There is, no, hey, 10. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, be you guys are trying to short your kids like extra yeah, years. We're not, we're not real good at math here. No, <laughs> really, really, really. And they are growing so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here today, gone tomorrow, you know. Um, yeah. uh, so for those who don't know, Elio, you came to Christ under the ministry of Matt, Matt in your first yeah. stint over in Trieste. And, uh, and so I just want to know, you guys have uh, known each other in the gospel for a long time. You're now working over there um, at a church together, trying to help plant other churches over there. How are you guys doing with everything that's happened in Italy with coronavirus and COVID-19? How are you guys personally doing uh, with the weight of ministry, of family, and of the external nature of this virus? Uh, yeah, I can start with that just by saying one of the complications for me is uh, another part about my life. I was doing I did full time ministry in Italy for four years from 2000 to 2004. But in 2000 and from 2004 on, I've been uh, I've been teaching 
at an international school. So maybe maybe one of the bigger complications for me is just has been that my my role as a as a vice principal of the school and a teacher with uh, with 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 the need now to go from a normal school setting to online has extremely complicated <laughs> my life and I find myself spending all day in front of a computer uh, doing Google Meets just like this one, <laughs> answering emails. And uh, so I think maybe one of the biggest difficulties for me is, is actually, ironically, trying to find time to, to be able to continue some of the ministries that, mm. that I certainly would like to be doing right now. That's, that's probably my biggest obstacle, which is probably going to be very different than Elio. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks to to, your, to the Ministry of Matt and uh, your uh, support. Uh, I am able to to be full time minister ministry, and uh, at the same time, this uh, this yeah this coronavirus has been crazy here, <laughs> because uh, meetings uh, had multiplied, and uh, I I learned a lot how uh, people need really need to have personal conversations. And uh, mm. so my my personal uh, ministry to people uh, just increased both uh, uh, contacts, so unbelievers, but uh, even believers they mm -hmm. really mm. need uh, personal encouragement. So my ministry just just increased. Praise God, <laughs> that's, that's super yeah. cool. But, um, really, yeah. And Elio, maybe even just if I can, I know some specifics. Uh, I mean, your ministry also, I think, has been is taken some interesting changes, even with the the opportunity to minister to the the, the needs in, in your kid's school, and that's opened up some doors. Uh, well, maybe that might be a good thing to. I, I always find that encouraging, just to see how God has used this difficult time, so so that you can yeah. meet new families. Yeah, as a family, we we have uh, this uh, mission field, <laughs> family mission field that is uh, the school of our children, where uh, we we are involved in multiple uh, things during the the year. Uh, I'm in the board. I'm right now in the board as a representative for the for the for the parents, and in this position, I could uh, I could just help and uh, and tell the school. Uh, as in Italy, uh, we are not so much uh, uh, online, uh, an online school, uh, both for the from the school side and parents side. So, uh, as a previous IT uh, technician, system manager, and something like that, uh, I have some skills that I could uh, I could uh, uh, give to the school, and I said to the principal, "Hey, I'm available to help uh, the teachers, uh, to help the uh, the parents, uh, and so on." and the school was so gracious to allow me <laughs> to be involved in that uh, and I can contact and help parents, uh, teachers and so on. And this is a, a good a good way just to express uh, uh, gratuity of love and ministry and uh, uh, and just that we love them and we uh, we love what they are doing for our kids uh, and parents that uh, I'm in contact with are are not used to that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's uh, something like a, a a good way to minister and to present and some time to have conversations. For example, like uh, a couple of days ago, I could uh, I was in contact with uh, with a uh, a mom uh, and she's working at the hospital and just telling that her when I knew that <laughs> I said, "Hey, what what are you doing for a job?" And then she said, "Oh, I work in the hospital." And I I just expressed my uh, gratitude for her and uh, and I say, "Hey, we as a church are praying constantly mm. for you and for." 
for her was like uh, like uh, going in tears basically yeah <laughs> without knowing that someone was praying for her <laughs> without yeah. knowing that we were praying specifically for her and so i think that's a great uh, kind of segue into my next question. And that is, uh, I do want to hear specifically what church is looking like for you guys at this time, but what's the, what's the culture in Trieste right now? Is this a wave that's kind of passed? Are there people who are living in, in fear? Uh, what is the, uh, the temperament of those who are around? Yeah. Trieste is not, uh, is not in a really red area like, uh, Milan or something like that, that, that area. So there is a, uh, the coronavirus is present and uh, is growing in its infection, but is not as bad as other parts of Italy. Uh, at the same time, there is fear for sure, uh, fear for the virus, uh, but right now more of the fear is for the future. Uh, mm. Many people are at home, like uh, many uh, companies are closing. Uh, Trieste is uh, uh, part of the income of the city is tourism. So uh, everybody yeah. knows that uh, when this will end, uh, tourism will not come. <laughs> so right. uh, they foresee uh, a difficult time, and this difficult time is uh, the, the craziness of the uh, of the thing. They yeah, they are asking how they will survive after the coronavirus. So mm. the ministry right now is changing a little bit from the past uh, uh, from the past uh, the first uh, week, two weeks in which there were fear about uh, about uh, uh, being in health, now the fear is uh, moving more in uh, how we will survive. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would, I think that's been my observation too, just from the contact that I've had. I think in the, in the very beginning, their response was probably very similar to what it would, what I would imagine it would be in, in, in Montana. A lot of people upset about their rights being taken away. Right. And, and a lot of people terrified of, of what this is actually going to mean. Uh, and I think in the beginning, it was real nice. There's some, you can learn a lot about a, a culture uh, just ha as they respond to something like this. And I remember the beginning, they had this great moment right when the, our, our quarantine started that they had the whole, the whole, I think it's the whole country, at least our city, where at one time on a Friday, they opened up the windows and everybody started singing songs together and playing music together. So you can imagine this scene, these Italian streets and that are just filled with that, with all of this music, people in the windowsills of the apartments strumming on guitars or, or opera singers belting out some song they've been practicing. So there was a uh, there was a lot of nice. It was actually really nice just to see the the community come together. Uh, shortly after that, I think things got really bad in the Milan area. And, and how, also, how that, close are you guys to Milan? We're about, it's about a three and a half right. hour drive to where okay. some of that that was. And then the second hottest zone was in the Venice area, which is which is literally next door to us. So we we were shut down right away with everybody else because we were so close to some of those right. those those hot spots. Um, and I think when some of that news came, and now here is a generation that's never experienced it before is now experiencing, you know, uh, a lot of news of death and they're having to deal with death and, you know, maybe things that past generations, that was, it was a little bit more common, but all of a sudden now for a whole new generation, what, do, what does that actually mean? And so I think the response there was, 
was initially a lot of fear. I think mm -hmm. some of that optimism and even some of that, you can, this is ridiculous, you can't restrict us. It all kind of, you could, you could feel a sense of, no, this is actually a real threat. And there was a lot of fear. I know in our church service, after our church services, we had, we had people share talking about their relatives that are in the hospital, especially their, when it was their elderly parents and some of the fear that, uh, that was linked and associated with that. Um, and then, and then as Elio said, all of a sudden, the real issue, even maybe the bigger issue became, okay, this is ruining, this is ruining uh, the economy. What are we going to, how are we supposed to be able to, you know, to, 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 to come back from this? And so there was problems down, especially in the Southern part of Italy, supermarkets, there was some, some crisis situations. And I think just in general, there was a lot of fear over that. Uh, so I think now, even in my context with my school, the big issue is, is our school going to have students next year? Uh, you know, are the, our families going to be able to pay? Uh, are, are we going to even be paid this year? So there's a lot of people now who had all of this security, but now they don't have the same job uh, security. And so I think the, the fear is is really evident now. So it, we're in a very interesting spot. Uh, a lot of it's interesting how through all of this, a lot of the idols that are dominant in the Italian culture are really being tested. Uh, livelihood, uh, work, money, uh, holidays. Uh, so a lot of these things are now all of a sudden at, at risk. Freedom, my wife just chimed in. Uh, a lot of these things are at risk now. So... Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's an interesting time. So what does it look like? Because uh, I do think, and that's the wonderful thing about that things like this remind us of is different cultures, different languages, same broken hearts um, and same same uh, false idols. And so how do you equip your church um, and your members and even yourself to bring the gospel to bear on those people who are just frustrated um, because of their personal liberty being taken away? They're not at risk, you know, and then those who are more at risk or who are more susceptible to the fear. How do you care for both of those camps or how do you encourage those in your church to speak into the lives of both of those camps yeah uh, basically in this and uh, this uh, um, personal personal encouragement is uh, a, a very a very present ministry right now so uh, just uh, listen to the to the single fears because uh, everyone has a different fear <laughs> and talking into the fear with the gospel is uh, is really encouraging to them and uh, even to us so uh, teaching to them and then um, uh, encouragement uh, for specific little um, groups of people, like two, three people meeting together and uh, talking together and sharing together with the Bible and prayer, praying together. This is another uh, another way <laughs> in which we are ministering to them. Uh, then we have these uh, Zoom meetings. Zoom is becoming my uh, best friend <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's not how I would have described it. <laughs> so multiple meetings and uh, meetings even even with the with the church uh, with our small group. We have uh, a lot of me yeah meetings uh, via the group in, in a way that uh, is changing a little bit uh, in the sense that is more is less teaching. And more uh, and more listening and uh, addressing the the single uh, the single part. Even even our, our um, 
uh, Sunday meeting has changed in this way. Uh, before we uh, sang a lot, uh, uh, we had more time in uh, in uh, um, uh, during the service, and then moving to uh, moving to personal chats <laughs> after the meeting. Uh, right now, being not uh, possible, we shortened the time of the of the service. We have our our uh, sermon. And then we close the service and we stay together just sharing. That is something that uh, to get all together and praying all together. And this is this is something that we didn't do <laughs> because we yeah. And and this is changing a lot. is uh, is a good uh, is a good time to for that. And then I have uh, yeah. My ministry is uh, is also in. Um, I, I'm involved more in the in many. Re things <laughs> around Italy so I can personally have chats with other pastors or encouraging coaching and uh, time meetings and so on in which we are in yeah we are encouraging each other but even praying each other for for Italy and we are just uh, uh, talk about what will be the next steps mm. yeah in, uh, in in God's providence too the 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 sermon series that the the elders put together for this time the last basically the last six weeks has been just a biblical theology of the resurrection and so being able to just take that theme of life life after death and a time when our country is really coming face to face with death i think has been especially timely and 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 very encouraging just i think for 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 a member so it's that's been neat it's also been neat uh i don't know if i haven't talked with elio about this but uh i find it interesting that our our church attendance has gone way up uh <laughs> no one has anywhere to go there's no more excuses and so yeah you know in a small church when we normally have probably about 40 people meeting on a sunday morning sometimes if you if you count everybody and all of the connections that are linked you know, there could be 60, 70 people meeting together on Zoom. Uh, and so there's been a lot of encouragement in that. I think I've, I know I know other members in our church now better uh, mm. because of this, ironically. Uh, so instead of be, it being something that separated us, in a, in a way, I, it's actually brought us it's actually brought us together. And, uh, you know, we've laughed together. We've listened to each other's stories, our frustrations together. Uh, we've encouraged one another. And so those Zoom times, uh, though I, uh, I I I admit I'm often fed up with them, uh, that they there's been a real blessing in them as well, just to be able to you know, just to be able to not only continue the communication, maybe even make that communication in some weird way more meaningful. Yeah, yeah. What um, you mentioned Zoom? What has church life looked like for you guys? Uh, like, are you guys? Are you? Is is there a you go out of your house just for groceries or even allowed to do that. What does that look like socially? And then how does that translate to what church looks like in this period for you? Yeah, we can, we can just exit for a, for a grocery. Uh, this is basically what we do. Uh, I, um, ironically, as, as Matt says, I tried for many years to be in contact with the city and bless the city and, uh, and, um, for various reasons, Trieste uh, is very closed because it has a social, uh, social. Um, the city is very social, um, 
providing, <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's difficult to enter in. And uh, the Catholic Church is uh, is present in every in every area of uh, mercy, and this is good, very good. But it's difficult to for a little uh, group of people that are considered a sect <laughs> to enter in and and uh, bless the city. Uh, incredibly, uh, thanks to the coronavirus, we had a contact with uh, an association that now. Uh, and we can serve with this association now. <laughs> so oh, wow. basically, I have a special permit to go out and bless uh, and bless city mm. and and take medicines uh, to elder people and take and bring food to elder people. So <laughs> I can enjoy my city <laughs> and bless my city more now than I, than before. So wow, uh, praise God. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's something that uh, we prayed a lot before the coronavirus, and we prayed a lot during the coronavirus. And uh, Nicoletta could uh, could uh, uh, learn to I don't know if sew sew masks. So so so, so yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, phonetically, you're right. S B W is they, how it's spelled. If the masks don't work, then they'll be sewing. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so masks and with this uh, she could uh, uh, she could bless uh, both uh, associations here in uh, in the uh, in town and uh, uh, friends uh, neighbors uh, and uh, and so on and, and this created a lot of contacts and a platform of uh, of mercy that uh, of people that are blessed and they and they just uh, see us differently <laughs> right. so that's that's great so yeah it's it's strange I, I mean they it's been we've had now i think this is about five weeks we've been on very strict uh quarantine lockdown rules and we're not even allowed to go for for walks or for it's only only to go to the grocery store go to the hospital or the pharmacy or if you have some kind of work that's an urgent work uh then you're allowed to to leave the house uh but it's interesting how people have responded responded to that even not being able to walk or to move uh, i know i had like a, i had a emotional response when when that was added to the list of things we 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 couldn't do if we we learned if you have an animal you can take the animal for a walk so we have a little kitten so <laughs> I got you put a I, kitten on a leash, Matt. So I did through Amazon. I got a kitten leash, <laughs> and it just ended up me dragging the kitten across the uh, the sidewalk. So I said, oh, "I'm going to get arrested for something else here." So that was my that was my one chance to go for a walk, and my cat blew it for me. Today, someone in Italy, I think in the south of Italy, uh, was ticketed, ticketed, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, he brought the, his parrot. <laughs> so something with a the, the underground pet market is booming in, desperate, in Italy right now. Desperate times, desperate measures. Yes. So church-wise, you guys are doing church on Zoom right now. Is that mm -hmm. what I heard? Yeah. Okay. So you're doing you're doing yeah, a, yeah, a live stream with a sermon and interaction, worship. What does that look like for you guys? Exactly. In the first two weeks, uh, we we didn't want to go online. <laughs> we thought it was uh, just for some days, and we enjoyed just the uh, just the fact to meet uh, in little groups uh, in the home. So we uh, we created some uh, papers and uh, with uh, our 
uh, the outline of the sermon so the little groups could uh, could just enjoy this time of uh, we called it uh, um, scattered worship <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, remember that uh, every sunday the the church meets uh, scattered <laughs> in the whole world yeah. so it was good but uh, then when we saw that uh, uh, the we could not meet uh, in home uh, we went online with zoom and i think it's it was very good to yes. to just meet together and uh, and enjoy the together and uh, we tried to replicate what what happened uh, what happened in a normal sunday but it's not really possible so we had to adjust a little bit but i think that the thing that is happening now is very very helpful encouraging and uh, and uh, is helping people to to just uh, praise god and be encouraged uh, by the fellowship so mm -hmm. uh, it's a good yeah yeah time. we had a an elder meeting on Sunday and I made the comment that we found there's no technology to replace the church. And that's, that's a challenge. But then one of the other elders commented um, and I agree. And he says, no, that's a good thing. It's a good thing that <laughs> the church thing. is so unique that we can't replace it with technology. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and there is this sense uh, with the zoom, there is this sense that, Oh, I like so much to be all together here, but there is this sense that, Oh, we want to be, uh, we, we are waiting for the time in which we will be together uh, together in the same room worshiping together and this will be a good uh, illustration for the for the church for the meeting of the church we meet in the in the church uh, worshiping together with, but with this longing for heaven so uh, yeah. it's a good way to remember the two mm -hmm. uh, two steps that's true and it makes parenting easy too because you could just turn off the mic and tell your kids to knock it off <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> sit, sit that advantage to yeah that's good um well i think that that's a great segue into um another que or, or question and you see in scripture whether it's through um a, a plague whether it's through persecution you see this all throughout church history through all sorts of trials that god actually uses things like this to uh, like we were just reading with our Bible reading group with church the other day, how God brought Saul to be anointed as king because he lost his dad's donkeys. <laughs> and so through this, <laughs> this, uh, this seemingly insignificant trial, God was advancing his purposes. And so we could see all of the horror of COVID-19, but we could also know that in the midst of this, God is continuing to build his church. Mm -hmm. And so where have you guys seen places in Trieste, uh, in your church, in your lives, where God is growing, uh, whether it's just an appetite for that physical church, like a more robust understanding of what the church is or opportunities, like you talked about, Elio, for evangelism. What are some encouraging growth moments that you see God giving in your members, in your church, and in your city? Yeah, I would say one of the things that, I, that, I, that I've noticed, I think it's the, this is a really good chance for our church to, uh, to learn compassion. I feel like we're growing in listening. There was a sense almost where everybody could kind of come in to church on Sunday and we all have our, we all have our, our own stories. There seemed to be a little less interest in the stories of, of everybody else. But now I think through this and you hear some people who are dealing with some very serious issues right now. It, there's there's almost a sobering effect where you can almost feel like the church is going, oh, my goodness, this is uh, this person's really, really struggling right now. And so what are the implications of that uh, for, for, you know, for us? 
uh, how can what can we do what can we do for them right now we have a we have a, some members in our church who I kid you not she just she started chemotherapy I believe it was the same week that we were put in lockdown mm-hmm. uh, and so what does that mean for us as a church to how do we minister to them when we can't we don't know how to do that. What are some ways that, that we can get ourselves organized? How can we show compassion? How do we teach our kids to pray more? How do we, there, there's something about not being able to do something that can also promote prayer and the importance of saying, God, we don't know how to take care of this person you do. So we ask that you would intercede or, or show us ways that we can intercede. And so I think for us as a family, a lot more a lot more praying for specific situations and people in the church and the difficulties that they're going through right now. That's, That's been one growth area. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, um, I align with what Matt is saying. And uh, there is a sense of, uh, of uh, this, this virus exposed our frailties. And mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, we are less, uh, uh, yeah. We are less strong than we thought. We are less uh, in control than we thought. Uh, and this is uh, something that the church is responding. In. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so now yeah. it's, time, it's time to uh, to rely on the sovereign God that we we just uh, proclaimed. <laughs> so yeah. when, uh, in, in in times of uh, testing, uh, we really are tested if what we proclaim is really uh, present in our life. And this is something that uh, that is happening in our uh, in our uh, in our church. Yeah. Because yeah, the truth is we don't have any less control than we've ever had. We're just realizing what little <laughs> exactly. control has always right. been there. And uh, I mean, it makes us in a very real sense, it should make us more appreciative, especially in developed countries like Italy and the United States of the common grace that we've lived in for the last, um, in America, even, I mean, we haven't been touched by world wars like Italy has, um, of just that, the, the privilege of death not being a public occurrence for us. You know, mm-hmm. you've got <clears throat> hospice homes where people go to die and hospitals where people go to get sick. But now it's like we're being reminded that this mm-hmm. private thing um, is a common is a common problem that our world can't fix. And I think that right. provides a unique hope. Like, hey, this isn't good. Like, like this isn't America in all of its splendor. American pride is not the new heavens and the new earth. And I think mm. this is a great reminder um, to all cultures that uh, there are things that a good economy and whatever mm. political system is that they can't fix, that only yeah. Jesus can. And right. what, what a sweet message for Easter. I was just reflecting. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll be a couple days post-Easter. But if you think of church history, this is really the first Resurrection Sunday since Pentecost where the church globally will largely be unable to gather. Um, and just the unique season this is in Christendom, and yet our hope remains unchanged in this. And I think God's making us more aware of his grace and his kindness and his sufficiency, where sometimes just like, um, like Adam in the garden or Israel with the promised land, we take the gifts as the the treasure, like good gifts. God gives us community. God gives us the church. Jesus died mm. for the church. Um, but while governments can take away the, 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 the assembly of the church, they cannot take away um, the spirit that regenerates the church yeah. and, and mm. binds us together in adoption through right. Jesus Christ. Amen. So I have a question for you guys. You guys are 
um, still in a, a country that's far more restrictive than us, far more nearer to hotspots specifically than us here in kind of isolated Montana. What encouragement do you have for uh, our people who are wrestling with those two poles of anger, anxiety, wondering what church is going to look like? What does it mean to be a disciple during this time? Um, how can you guys provide some encouragement in the gospel for us? Yeah, I think one 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 thing that I've learned is that there's a that the, the gospel message really speaks to to both those camps, and my hope is that uh, it's going to be bringing both those both those groups to together in the middle, where those that are upset, uh, I, I think that the gospel needs to to. Uh, remind those people that there's people who are really suffering. There's 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 real death and real hurt going around them, uh, and that their way to show compassion and mercy and to grow in this is to is to not worry so much and fight so much for their liberties, mm-hmm. but to give up those liberties for the people who are going through the difficult time right now. Uh, so I think, it, especially for those who are, and I. Being a, being a, a, a fellow Montanian, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I can only imagine you know the some of the some of the difficulty that that Montanans are going to have to are going to have to uh, cope with having some of their liberties taken away. But the beautiful message of the gospel is that we we willingly give away our liberties. We give we willingly say no to our freedoms. So that we can, so that we can bless other people, we can encourage other people, we can show compassion to other people, we can put ourselves in the place of other people. And you know, while people maybe at the grocery store are going to be scared out of their mind, and maybe we don't think we need to have a, the mask on, or for whatever reason, we can we can sacrifice and, and give that up, put the mask on, just for the sake of of releasing some of the fears of the people around us. So I think there's a there's a, it's a, there's a great challenge. I really believe it, it's so, it's so easy for us to idolize our freedom and the gospel is telling us always, no, you use your freedom to, for the sake of the, of the kingdom and for this and for the love of others. And then I think the the other camp, I would say the, the, the people who are scared of the scared of death, again, the gospel tells mm-hmm. us in Christ Jesus, especially if we can think about this Easter season in Christ Jesus mm. he laid down his life. He who went to the bottom of the grave, he who because of his obedience conquered that and he makes an offer. All of those who are going to believe in me, all of those who are going to be hidden in me are going to have the same life and the same abundant life. So no matter what happens through this virus, no matter what happens mm. to the economy, there is, there is a life that we can't imagine, and the way to that life is always going to be through death. So instead of death being something that scares us, death can be a reality that we need to be dealing with, but it can also be reminding us of the real hope that we have, which isn't an economy, which isn't even life on this earth. It's the greater life forever, the eternal life with, with Christ Jesus. So I think... I, I think the church, re- this is really going to be something that's going to be hopefully bringing uh, the, the, the church again, turning and returning to the cross and the gospel. That's so good. Mm. So good. Uh, last week we preached on uh, John 11, so with Lazarus and uh, seeing Jesus or 
totally in control of the situation, going to Jerusalem to die, but uh, passing through this uh, image of his own uh, death and resurrection. And uh, here we see that uh, the Jesus is uh, really loving, <laughs> that is compassionate, that is, uh, uh, that is with, uh, and uh, he cries with uh, real tears <laughs> rolling yeah. down his face. And uh, uh, at the same time, he is the power that, uh, that uh, uh, resurrect uh, Lazarus at the very end. So uh, this is the the power that uh, 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 that Matt was talking about, and uh, we know that maybe maybe he's not coming when uh, we want. Maybe uh, he's coming when we think that he's too late. But he's never too late, and he's arri he arrives. And this is uh, this is a uh, 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 this helped me <laughs> my heart yeah. to realize it. Uh, at the same time, when we are. Uh, the next series of uh, 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 of um, uh, preaching will be on uh, Noah, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, we want to we want to just go through, through to have a parallel on how we how Noah arrived to the ark, what he did in the ark, and what was the and what was the uh, word that will uh, um, will face Noah after that. So we want mm -hmm. to navigate uh, mm -hmm. the church, uh, looking at this uh, at this time, and not just thinking about oh how we survived to this coronavirus, but what mm -hmm. will be the lie the 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 world after that, and how we prepare right now in the middle of the arc, <laughs> how we uh, can just think about uh, what will happen after that, uh, and what will be the the world after. So um, thinking about that uh, uh, today, I was thinking about. Uh, uh, when we are in the we are in the middle of a tempest, we are in the middle of the flood, and uh, uh, one thing that we can do is just uh, lament <laughs> and just look uh, for uh, sun rays or look uh, into the horizon and hoping that uh, uh, the the good weather will come, or uh, as we are asked to, we can just. Uh, stay inside the ark and just uh, mm -hmm. pray, praise God for the ark, for Jesus that uh, just died into the deepest of the sea and uh, and uh, raised up so that uh, we can stay on him uh, in in totally assurance that he is the uh, he is the ark that uh, saved uh, save us and brings us to the new uh, heaven and new earth so uh, thinking that uh, this maybe this tempest no for sure this tempest uh, god wants this tempest for cha to change us and to rely so that we can rely on our good uh, god <laughs> and uh, we rely on jesus our ark so mm -hmm. maybe instead of lamenting just enjoying this time and trying to to say hey what God, what? How can I serve better? How can I? I know you better. How can I love you better? How can I? I, I see you better. How can, can I serve the people that uh, you put uh, <laughs> me in the ark better? And uh, and uh, thinking about the new heaven and new earth, seeing that uh, that Noah was asked to to rebuild a new garden, and at the very end he failed. <laughs> yeah. So when we will come out we will uh, be asked to build the new garden and uh, we want to we don't want to fail this time that's right yeah no, i love that because <clears throat> the first thing noah encounters out of the ark is the renewed promise of god and we know that's mm -hmm. going to be true for us in an even 
better sense than Noah, because as Hebrews 1 says, we have seen um, the fullness of the promise in Jesus Christ. So what a great, great encouragement. How can we um, be praying for you guys, either your families or um, the church in Italy? Uh, I mean, I think one thing you could be, you could be praying for us, in, in a real simple way, I think the the be praying for the suffering. I think the lo- the longer this goes on, the more connections that, that I have with people who are who are dealing with with they're in the hospital, they're going to the hospital, or they're dealing. Especially, I think the biggest one is when people's parents end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, so. I know in my school we have a family, and the parents are in the hospital, and the mom's in in bad shape. I know in our church we have a few of our members. I I just I just was messaging just a half hour ago uh, someone who was part of our church maybe five years ago. He's in the ho- he was in the hospital and and uh, separated from his family. He has two little kids. Uh, so I think just some prayer just for us is as there's just a lot there's just a lot of people who are in situations where they they don't know what to do. There's mm-hmm. no way they can know what to do in this situation, how to, uh, whether it's the actual sickness or, or even maybe even now as Elio kind of began this conversation saying that I think maybe the big one now is there are a lot of people who are in financial trouble. There are a lot of people who uh, are not being paid. And if, if, it's, if it's for four weeks, uh, okay, maybe you know you can you can make four weeks, one month, and you can you can figure out a way to make it go. But now that it looks like it's going to be a second month, probably for us at least in Italy, uh, and knowing that there's going to be repercussions of tourism being affected, of every the whole the whole system here is going to be is going to be shaken, and so there is there is a lot of real practical needs of how are we supposed okay so how what is the part of the church to help feed people or to help take care of people or what is this what does this look like locally uh, but certainly as a nation what does it mean for the mm-hmm. for the Italian church to take care of people who can't go who, who cannot go get groceries right now and we can hardly even get out of our house right now uh, so uh, the Italian government is obviously is having difficulty trying to get food to everybody. So what does that mean for the church to 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 be stepping in right now? So I think with the, with the financial and the, the the economic and the and the health issue right now, that would be a huge I think a huge blessing to the Italian church. Pray for us that we would be able to mm. know what to do, how to respond how to glorify God through all of this, how to show confidence in Christ through this, but at the same time, how to weep with those who are weeping, how to comfort those who need comforting, how to be leading everybody to the God of all comfort, uh, who is the only hope. And so I think we need a lot of wisdom right now, and a lot of people just need help. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I just subscribe what uh, Matt said, and uh, uh, yeah, these are the two the two areas in which we we will uh, be involved. And uh, praise God because this is a really uh, this is something that the church has uh, didn't need it uh, need to face, <laughs> and now uh, and now this is a different time, and uh, in a different time, God is asking us to to reply in different ways, and uh, and to rethink about that. That's that's why. Uh, we wanted to help the church to 
to see it before it will happen, before the uh, the gates will be open. And uh, thinking about the fact that uh, maybe when when we can really go out, uh, maybe we cannot uh, meet together again. So for many uh, months, maybe sometimes uh, someone says uh, years, uh, we will not. Uh, at least one year, <laughs> we will not meet together. This is this is a uh, a different time and uh, a different way to uh, to rethink about uh, about church. I like the there's a uh, the Gospel Coalition article very neat in this time that is talking about uh, let's think about the church in a time when we cannot meet, and is not is not just some weeks, but let's think about uh, eighteen months uh, eighteen months. Uh, period in which we cannot uh, meet together and one of the things that I, I'm thinking about here will people and uh, we are so open in uh, involving people because because the, uh, people don't know Christ here <laughs> and uh, so we are we are always uh, evangelizing and uh, trying to spread the gospel but what happens if people don't want to not only meet you <laughs> but when they want they want they want to stay with you in the same in the same room this is a uh, this is what we will face, uh, the fact that uh, maybe we can meet, but people will not meet in the same building as uh, we will be. So everything is, has to be uh, rethought and, uh, uh, and personal, personal uh, evangelization, personal uh, connection, uh, home church become really, uh, mm. really a, a reality, not just, uh, not just something that uh, we play with. Right. No, that's great. Well, we will we will be um, certainly praying for you guys in this. Um, it's, it's such such an encouragement to see uh, the the global church. Like this is encouraging. This is what God has designed the church to do to each other. And you, you think of that tension, right? In Psalm sixty two, um, David is praying, and he says, "I will not be greatly shaken." So it doesn't mean David's not going to be shaken. He's not going to be greatly no. shaken because of the hope he has. <laughs> and yet, while we will be shaken, yet not greatly, Hebrews tells mm -hmm. us that we're part of a kingdom which will not be shaken. Mm -hmm. And so our experience as individual image bearers in the church um, is one that's prone to teetering and tottering. But the kingdom mm -hmm. of which we're a part of, the church that God is um, building here and will one day solidify in eternity is something that will not be shaken. And so we continue mm -hmm. in this time to live as citizens of two worlds. Um and yep. uh, it's, it was encouragement to be here with you, brothers. So I thank you guys for joining me today and we'll be in touch as we continue.